podcast. My name is Amanda, and I am super excited for this guest here today. I have Mae Young here. Uh, Mae Young is a professor at Taylor University, which at this point you guys know that's where I went to school, but uh, like a lot of other professors I've had on here, I never had you <laughs> as a professor. It's just funny that God continues to do that. Um, but we talked a little bit about that, and it's just been such a blessing get to, getting to know you through this time uh, and getting to talk to you. Uh, how long have you been at Taylor? Um, I've been at Taylor. This is my eighth year. Eighth year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So coming up to the big 10 years. Which yeah, is that's right. <laughs> exciting. Um, yeah, but I have heard through my five years actually at Taylor so much about you and just your wisdom that you bring uh, and uh, you being a Bible professor, mm-hmm. uh, specifically mm-hmm. with the Old Testament as yes. well. It's just such a cool thing that now we get to sit here and I get to talk to someone who has studied this uh, specifically for a career even for so long. (laughs) Uh, So I'm super excited about that. Another thing uh, that I think is important when talking about you, even just in the small times that we've had getting to know each other, Mm -hmm. is this idea of lament that you Uh are super passionate about. Mm -hmm. And you've done a lot of writing on it. And aren't you writing a book? Yes, I'm currently writing a book right now. So um, it'll be upcoming maybe in in the next year or so. Um, I'm working on it right now, about halfway done. And it's going to be called, um, a working title right now, but Uh Recovering Biblical Lament, and it's going to be with InterVarsity Press. Wow, that's Mm -hmm. so cool. Yeah, so um, I I love that, and I love even talking to you and just the the way that God placed that on your heart and how... Mm -hmm how far you've taken it to study mm. it and just to speak on it. And it's a word until we talked, I really had never even extensively talked about. Mm. Um, and so I just, I've been blessed from the five minutes we got to talk about it. So I'm excited <laughs> to see even the book that comes from it. And I know you spoke on that on another podcast, which is really, That's correct. Yeah. really cool. Yeah. But, um, but all that to be said, I'm so excited for you to come on here today. And we're actually talking about something completely different, <laughs> or maybe not. They can kind of intertwine, I'm sure. Sure. But um, we're talking about Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, uh, mm-hmm. which I'm sure a lot of people, even me just saying that, they're like, yeah, I know that one. That's right. Um, uh-huh. But I'm really excited to dive into this with you. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Amanda. Of course. Um, but I like to start every podcast with asking first, how has God been pouring good into your life lately? Um, I've just been really grateful for relationships, you know, mm-hmm. friends and um, family, just feeling like, you know, as as a single person right mm-hmm. now, um, I think just having friends all around that have just been so supportive, um, helping me to process through, you know, different things that I might be going through. So I just feel like um, God's been really highlighting in my life just different friends and just relationships. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's so cool. I think uh, a lot of times that's what people feel like God just places the right people at the Mm -hmm. right time. Um, But also just it explains so much about community Mm -hmm. and the importance of community in our lives. Like that's such a huge thing for me right now as well. Like Mm. hearing you say that, but it's so crazy. Like if I didn't have these people around me, how, 
how many things would I miss that God probably was shouting from the rooftops trying to get That's me to right. hear, but uh, they were able to say it in such a sweet conversation or just at the right time. That's so. right, right. Really cool. Actually, today we were going through, I was teaching on the book of Ruth and how Naomi was saying that she was empty when she came back to uh, Bethlehem, but right next to her was Ruth, who had given up everything just to come back with her, and how, you know, she overlooked a very important relationship that uh, actually in the last chapter of the book of Ruth, book four, the people actually said to Naomi that Ruth, her daughter-in-law, was better than seven sons, and seven is the number of, like, perfection, but that Ruth, a woman, her daughter-in-law, was better than seven sons and something that she actually overlooked uh, in terms of relationships at that time, but God really used Ruth in her life to bless her. Wow, that's so cool. That's such a great connection there. Um, So let's go ahead and dive in. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, uh, would you go ahead and just read it for us, and then we'll We'll talk all about it. Sure. Um, I'm going to also add just one more verse, if that's all right. right. That's yeah, right. So, so trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. I, I was so excited for you to choose this one because you said it was your life first, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm really excited to hear about and, and why that is. But also, I think this is the most like Hobby Lobby kind of like cliche sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but it's so weighty if you mm-hmm. really read it. And I think the, the more popular Bible verses are a lot of times overlooked because we see it so often. Mm-hmm. And even studying it for this podcast, I'm like, whoa, like this mm-hmm. is so crucial to our lives with Christ. And Mm so um, it obviously is so popular for such a reason. I mean, it's your life first for such a reason because it's such a great promise that we have. So I'm excited to sit here and just be able to talk about it and Mm -hmm. really appreciate what it is that this is calling us into and also God into in our lives. Sure. um, The first thing I'm going to ask though is like you, uh, or like I had said, this has been your life first. So Mm -hmm. why is that? And when did you really realize like, yeah, this keeps coming up and this is something I need to kind of lean on? Um, I think, you know, even with um, choosing my career or, you know, when I was younger and even thinking about, you know, when you're younger, you're like, what am I going to do with my life? And you have your own plans and you, you feel like, you know, what you want for yourself in some ways. And I think, um, coming to recognize, you know, that we can't, well, myself, that I can't lean on my own understanding. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't really know necessarily what's best. And so when it comes to my future or um, just big decisions in my life, just acknowledging that I only have a limited point of view. Mm -hmm. And that even though, you know, uh, not that I don't use uh, my understanding, but I think that that's not where I lean upon. Yeah. You know, but that that the Lord, um, His ways are much higher, and recognizing that mm-hmm. um, has just really helped me. And so, even like thinking about, you know, what did I want to do with my future or my life, uh, even though I might have some plans that sometimes, you know, those plans don't always pan out, but it's God's will, and He knows what's best. And so, yeah. leaning into that and trusting God in that, so that I think that really helped me. Yeah, that's good, and a lot harder done than said. That's true. Backwards, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that is so true. And 
like, it's just so funny. We even talked about this when we were meeting, but Mm -hmm. the things that I just let God do in my life and it doesn't really make sense at the time is the times I'm like, wow, like that was such a growing point Mm -hmm. in my personal life. So this doesn't just, it isn't even just like when I apply this, it happens. It's like when we just truly let God Mm -hmm. be God, like Mm -hmm. it just naturally or supernaturally happens that way. So it's really cool. So let's start with this first line, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I think that's just like kind of a mic drop moment Mm -hmm. in itself. Like what does it mean to trust in God with all our heart? Uh, Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you're right. It's like a mic drop moment. It's, you know, even though, because sometimes our heart um, could be so divided, you Mm. know, uh, so many things vying for our attention, but actually um, putting it upon the Lord um, is, you know, uh, it just knowing that he is sovereign and much bigger um, and trusting in him in that way. And, And not just like lip service, kind of like what you're saying. It's so easy just to give lip service, but really, truly with all our heart that, you know, uh, maybe coming, the way that I see it is sort of coming with like an open hand Mm. uh, before God and just saying, you know, like everything I have, Lord, it's for you. So I'm going to trust you. And you think about someone like Abraham who didn't even know where he was going, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, you know, he trusted God. Uh, with his whole heart, because he just up and left. He didn't even know where he was going, which is very risky. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, but I think in that way, so kind of, you know, acknowledging and coming with an open hand and, you know, not necessarily directing, but just trusting God that he directs. Yes. No, that's so good. And mm-hmm. I like the word all in this, because yeah. it doesn't leave space for doubt necessarily. Not that we have to have it all figured out or that we can't feel like, oh Mm -hmm. no, where are we headed? Mm -hmm. But just the doubt that God wouldn't do what he said he's going to do, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think is, is crucial as well. So Mm -hmm. I guess what's the difference with like trusting God and then trusting him with all our heart? Or is there a difference? Like, is it all or nothing with God? Well, you know, I think that we could, I think we could trust God maybe half-heartedly, but I don't know if that's truly, I think you have, I think you raise a really good question Yeah. because sometimes, you know, when you say you're trusting God, um, is there really a half-hearted trust, right? Right. That's kind of what you're asking. I think on a pragmatic level, yes, Uh there's half-hearted trust. There's, there's trust where I think there's a lot of times we go, yeah, I trust God, but we just take things in our own hands. Mm -hmm. And though we acknowledge it with our mouth, you know, we're planning on the other side. Right, right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like uh, but is that B. truly, yeah, but is that, yeah, like a plan B, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a good way. So, so when we have all these plans, plan Bs or plan Cs even, mm-hmm. um, but then we're saying we trust God. But I think your point is, is that truly trusting God? Right. Right. So I would say, you know, you're, you're making a great point that if you're truly trusting, you're going to trust with your whole, whole yeah. heart. But, but I think when we live it out, pragmatically speaking, and God probably knows that, that we don't always trust with our whole hearts. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always a plan B or or something that's coming around there as well. And so I think there's a reason why the text actually puts, you know, all your heart. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's like practical ways with hearing like this idea of trusting God with all our hearts? Like what are practical ways for us to practice this? 
if we know um, that God is calling us to to something, mm-hmm. you know, we are fearful. I think to still walk in that fear, yeah, you know, to walk um, to, and to move forward instead of like I think pragmatically speaking, all of us probably want to at that moment, you know, rationalize. Or just say, is yeah, this, you yeah. know, um, I don't know if this is the most practical thing to do because I don't understand it. And I, maybe I need to have a plan B in place. But but if you really feel like God is calling you to do something, to really step forward in that, even in, with courage. Yeah. And even then there's a sense of fear and not to, um, you know, just retreat because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah, that's so good. The The fear thing, I mm-hmm. think, is what stops so many people. I know it definitely stops me at times, too. So that is such great advice. Um, so let's go on even to the next part and lean not on your own understand, understanding mm-hmm. is kind of playing into what we have talked mm-hmm. about Um but this is probably the most unnatural part of this. Mm, it's right. I I know what I know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there's comfort in that even if it is limited. Mm-hmm. How do we go uh, beyond ourselves mm-hmm. to choose to trust God, to choose not to lean on what we already see? Sure. Um, well, one, one thing I, I think is, you know, um, this word to lean here is more of like... Um, using it as support. So, you know, like when you're leaning on the wall, uh, you're using the wall to support you. So kind of like what, what is supporting your decisions? Is it what you figured out and what your understanding of something, or is it based on the word of God? Yeah. You know? Um, so, I would say, you know, what are, what are your supports? What's your support system? Right. What's supporting how you make your life choices? You know, is it what you know or what you're experiencing or your feelings or, you know, your own understanding here, or is it really the truth and word of God? Yeah, that's a really, really good way of looking at it. Like not to completely ignore yourself in this situation because that doesn't always feel so practical. Right, right. But not letting that be the thing you actually are supported by. Yeah, and what you lean on the most, you know. So God did create us to be, you know, who we are, so Mm -hmm. we don't negate that. Right. But but what are we using to lean on? What's the wall that we, let's say, that we use to put our weight upon? Right, right. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that offers so much clarity, even on that one line of like, but I just, I do, this is what I feel like, or Mm -hmm. this is how I, and not that you should fall into the feelings of it, but just to recognize that doesn't mean that you still can't trust God. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then it takes it a step further, even in that is not only don't just be supported by your own understandings, but in all of your ways, then submit to him, Mm -hmm. Uh, which I guess it's almost like a step-by-step this whole, I'm just mm-hmm. realizing this, but this whole verse is like, first you have to trust God, mm-hmm. then you have to like be supported by him. And then I guess it's not fully, but, uh, and then like submit to him mm-hmm. everything. Well, actually the word here of submitting or acknowledge in the Hebrew, it's actually means to know. Mm. So that takes on a different, you know, yeah. that takes on a different. So like in all your ways, know him. So this is kind of uh, interesting because 
it's not just knowing what to do or knowing his word, but knowing him. Mm-hmm. So knowing God. So in all your ways, like, you know, know, know God, know his ways, know, know who he is, yeah. know how he works too, and know, you know, um, so kind of putting your ways in a way that you can see it in the light of who he is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's so that's so cool and interesting because I wouldn't, in my mind, put submit and know in this. That's like, right. synonymous in that. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it was surprising to me, too, when mm-hmm. I was looking over the passage, too, and just looking at the, the word. I was like, that's really interesting. Right. It's to know, to know him. Yeah. So. So in all your ways, know him. Wow. Yeah. And how would you say in in your life, what has been the best way that you've gotten to know God? Well, I think, and I think this is probably all of that, you know, in all your ways to know him, that that we come before God with everything. Hmm. You know, um, I think sometimes we come to God, you know, we compartmentalize God maybe in our lives. And it's not in all our ways that we truly know him. And so there's certain areas that we want God's guidance and certain areas. We got this from here, God, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but I think, you know, but I think it's maybe more of like, um, coming before him, even with our doubts, even with our, you know, shame, even with our mistakes. Um, so even all our ways that we actually know him and, 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 you know, acknowledge in that way knowing him and then he will be the one who directs us. So right. even with mistakes, even with things that we've done, we don't feel like we've done well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but in everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's almost like offering up yourself in that. Like, that's right. It's yeah. interesting that that's how you get to know him Yeah, is by offering more of yourself, like yeah. more vulnerability in yourself. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's so cool. And maybe that's that whole thing where it can come to a uh, submission too. And maybe that's yeah. why people can see because you're offering yourself in that way too. Yeah. So all of that together. Yeah, that's so good. Um, and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. I think this is the, the line that can be really debated upon. What does mm-hmm. it mean? Mm-hmm. His path, your path, mm-hmm. what is it? How do we mm-hmm. how do we see this through? Yeah, I think straight paths is is like more like like upright, you know, mm-hmm. um, the right path. So the right what what God wants. So I think he's going to it comes back to recognizing that our our ways are limited and our understanding is limited. But God knows the right path for us. Yeah. Like he knows the way that we should go, you mm-hmm. know, and he, his eye is, you know, on the path of the righteous, you know, so uh, we can see it in this way. So, so a straight path, I would say, is, you know, the upright path, the path that um, God wants us to walk on, that he knows is best for us, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, um, so maybe it's not like... Um, you know, we might think something is good and which some, some options are good, but then is that really the best? Right. But God knows what is the best. And so when we uh, know him and when we trust him and we, um, you know, kind of uh, don't lean on ourselves, then we can see that he's going to bring us to the very best that he has for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And uh, talk to me more even about that. Like, how is it that it's that that big question I feel like we hear a lot of like how does um, 
bad things happen to good people. Like, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. does this respond to hardships or how does this respond to dark times in our life? Uh, is God still in those moments? And how does him putting us on the right path still offer trials? Oh, yeah, sure. I think sometimes, you know, sometimes we think that the good life or the good things in life is just something without suffering. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean what God has in store. It's kind of like um, sometimes there's painful circumstances that will actually bring out good right? too. Right. You know, um, or if you take it on a practical level, you may have to, it might be painful to go to the dentist, but the dentist is actually going to use that painful experience to actually make you better right you know because there was something wrong so sometimes you know in our suffering we may not even realize that there's things that we need to that God has to work in our lives Mm -hmm. but he uses those that could look like suffering or could look like a painful experience but actually through that painful experience he's actually bringing healing and kind of wrong uh, making some of the things that were wrong right Right. Um, and so, you know, so sometimes we can't just judge by exterior and say this was, you know, a bad thing mm-hmm. or a good thing, but maybe there's something deeper that we, we may not see at that right. moment. You know, Is there a personal experience you've had that that kind of touches home with? That that God has used in my life, mm-hmm. you mean? Um, let's see here. Well, I mean, this is probably a big thing. I mean, it's not really, I don't want to say it was like the best thing in it. It's still, we still live in a fallen world Mm. um, and God uses that to bring out. But, you know, just in my life experiences, as as I've shared with you, Mm. you know, going through some of my own personal suffering and uh, when uh, my ex-husband was unfaithful to me and then we ended up with a divorce, um, but how, uh, through that, um, uh, experience, I think that God was also in some ways, um, helping me to, to go down this path of where I am today. And I, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, God couldn't have done something else. He totally, could have, totally. but, you know, um, he in some ways used that experience to, uh, allow me to go and pursue a path, a different path. So it was a very difficult time, but, um, and it probably wouldn't be something that I would choose for myself right, ever, right. Um, you know, to, to do that, you know, that God used that to arrest my attention on this whole concept of how he's there for us in the midst of our suffering. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And it's, it's a great example of, like that's such a hard thing to go mm-hmm. through. And I love that you said I would never choose that for myself, mm-hmm. even now, like experiencing it. Like no mm-hmm. one wants to go through something like that. But I think the the excitement or not the excitement, the joy of this verse is that God creates a path through that brokenness. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the upright, exactly what you said, the mm-hmm. upright side of it, your life would look different If not, but like God is so good. Mm -hmm. Like you're at Taylor and just hearing even the ways you've impacted me, but I'm sure others that have heard even more extensively or just your deep knowledge on the, on the word is so amazing to see how God has made 
so much goodness flow from that. So thank you. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we go on to the uh, added verse. Yeah. To do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And this one, I mean, this calls mm-hmm. you up. Yeah. This is a big one. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on it and and why you wanted to add this at the at the end there. Um, I think because it's a it's a contrast to what you have here about trusting God with our whole hearts and how, you know, and I think you were asking like, what's a practical way to do that too. And this is sort of like in a negative, I guess, (laughs) stated in a negative way. So um, where it's easy for us to be wise in our own eyes. So here, um, when I think about, I mean, it's not exactly the same kind of terminology, but like when I think about this, I think about like the book of Judges, where it said everyone did what was right mm-hmm. in their own eyes. And the book of Judges is just really a downward spiral that culminated in almost like anarchy and everybody doing what was right in their own eyes, and it was just terrible, Yeah, you know. And so this is kind of like the opposite admonition that we don't, we don't do what's right in our own eyes, mm-hmm. you know, but we actually fear God. Yeah. And we shun evil. And yeah. I think that's actually maybe a, a way for us to trust God fully, mm-hmm. you know, to not necessarily think that that we can make the best choices for ourselves, you yeah. know. You know, in some ways, when we do that, it's kind of like being our own gods almost. Like right. we, it, it's kind of like what we think about with Adam and Eve making their own choices of right and wrong. Mm-hmm you know, making, being the person who, you know, charts their, their own course Mm -hmm. rather than really acknowledging God and knowing God in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think also the word fear can a lot of times Mm -hmm. sound like a negative thing Mm -hmm. uh, because fear in our lives a lot of times is entered in an unhealthy way. Sure. How does fearing God, how is that such a good thing in Mm -hmm. our lives? How is that helping us not be wise in our own eyes? Sure. I think, I think it's, it, especially here in the book of Proverbs, like the fear of the Lord um, is the beginning of wisdom. Mm -hmm. So I think when we, it's, this is actually making us wise. Yeah. You know, it's not something negative. It's actually bringing wisdom in our lives when we do that. So giving us a better perspective, a right perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And like something even bigger than ourselves. Yes. I think that helps too. Yeah. Yeah. And at the very end, it's saying, and shun evil. Like Mm -hmm. when I hear the word evil, I'm like, of course I would avoid evil. But then when I think about like evil is actually just our own desires. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's so... Some of them, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, And Or it's a lot of times like things of the world as well that Mm -hmm. feel almost more common than seeing this like beautiful light of Christ. Like sure. we're, yeah. we're really in a, uh, so cliche, but the, we're in a world where like evil and darkness mm-hmm. is so apparent. Yeah. Um, so how, how do we avoid this? How do we shun it or not avoid it, but shun it um, mm-hmm. and not let it play into our lives when it is so involved in what we commonly are around? Sure. And I think that's a great question here. You know, um, this is kind of where fearing the Lord comes into. Because sometimes, you know, as you brought up here, like our hearts are wicked in many ways because of original sin and, you know, just our fallen nature and who we are. And sometimes we um, we just want to lean on who we are and just kind of 
our nature, our emotions, our desires in these things. So I think fearing God and knowing his word, I think, helps us to stay away in that way and just saying, you know, God, I choose not to, you know, indulge in these things that might for some people just say, well, it's natural. This is just Mm -hmm. who I am. Yeah, but do we recognize that we're also sinners, you know, and this is our, it may be natural, but it's natural to our sinful nature, right? you know, and so when we think about it that way, you know, what, what does the word of God have to say to us about some of those desires? Mm -hmm. And do we at that moment fear God or are we going to just say, well, this is just who I am. And I'm just going to give into that. And this is what I'm going to live into. So, so at those moments, you know, who are you going to trust and fear and acknowledge and submit all of that? Like, who are you going to do that yourself and your desires or the Lord and his word and who he is? Wow. That was such a great way to articulate all of that. Thank you for saying that, because I think that just connected each piece of that so beautifully and so Mm -hmm. just practically like that's really the question we have to filter our whole lives through Mm -hmm. um, which is so great and and even tells us more so why we should be in relationship with others like you were saying Mm -hmm. at the beginning and why we should be involved in our word oh yeah and why we have to hold on to the vine because if we lose that it's so easy it's not us fighting against this like monster that's right it's us fighting against ourselves a lot of times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it's really easy to see other people that have fallen into the brokenness and even when we do I know for me personally like when I've fallen in to a bad way of living it's really easy to try to promote it because mm-hmm. I'm actually ashamed of it sure and we see that a lot sure. today sure and so it's easy to not only um it's I guess it's maybe flipping that it's harder to detect that it is evil or that mm-hmm. it is harmful mm-hmm. um and even hopeless. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think what this offers is hope, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot more of dying to ourselves and mm-hmm. us living for ourselves is actually a lot more hopeless, though in the moment it feels like the most desired. That's right. Yeah, crazy. it is crazy. And I think you make a really great point, Amanda, just even about how sometimes when you are living into your own desires or sinful desires, and I'm not saying like every desire, you know, uh, you know, the Lord puts godly desires in us too, 100%. but there's a lot of, but when we live into our sinful desires, sometimes it's like a justification, right. you know, when we have other people and that's what you were saying, you want to promote it, mm-hmm. you want to justify it, you know, you want to, you know, make yourself feel better in some ways too. Yeah. Uh, that you've chosen to live that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we all want to feel accepted. Exactly. So it's like, please accept this part of me that I'm kind of struggling with yes. accepting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. so crazy. It is crazy. And and I think I appreciate your honesty in that because I think there's a lot of people who won't acknowledge that. Mm. They won't yeah. even say that. They'll be like, what do you mean? You right, know? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this has been such a great conversation. And just thank you so much for coming on sure. and talking. Yeah, thank um, you for having me. Of course, you are more than welcome to come <laughs> back. Maybe season two will have some some returners. But I have appreciated this so much. And yes. just for you sharing about your life as well um, is just such an honor to get to talk about it with you. So thank you for coming thank on. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope people have felt the goodness poured on them. <laughs> come back next week, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Now we're free to let people know